0: Free agency opens at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. There's so much to get to. The draft just happened, and yet we move into free agency. On today's show, a free agency preview. Who are some trade candidates? Who are some targets in free agency? A roster breakdown. Who's even on this team heading into free agency? And so much more, including the latest news around your Oklahoma City Thunder. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked
2: on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, editor in Chief, over at TheddersIntentions.com. Meeting member Rylan Stiles, you can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter, at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, lo Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by our live free agency live stream on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. Go check that out at 5 o'clock today, 5 p.m. Check out the live free agency stream on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. I'll hop on there if the Thunder do anything crazy. Uh, So you can go watch Nick and Josh Lloyd host that great extravaganza as you did with the live NBA draft show. We're going to dive into the roster reset for the Thunder. Who's on this team? What's their contract situation look like? and so much more, including a free agency preview and a trade target candidates preview, and so much more. But let's start with the roster. Who's on this team still? Do they have too many guards is something that's being said a ton. Do they have enough sinners is something that's being said a ton. Well, here's the roster. So with the guards, you have eight guards. Shea, Kimba, Giddy, Tail Maldon, Lou Dort, Charlie Brown Jr., Trey Mann, and Ty Jerome. You have seven forwards, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby, JRE, Aaron Wiggins, Kendrick Williams, Vic Kritchik, and Alexei Pogoshevsky. And then one center, Derek Favors, and that brings you to 17 roster spots right now. You can carry 20 in the offseason, 17 roster spots right now, one two-way contract filled, one two-way contract available. Now, what does all that mean? Do the Thunder have too many guards? What's going on here? What's with the roster right now? Let's get into that real quick. So number one, you might notice that Gabriel Deck's not on that list. That was on purpose because it was reported on Sunday that Gabriel Deck is going to go back to the Leagues. So Deck signed a three-year contract with the Thunder. It was non-guaranteed, though, so they can add that at any time. He played 10 games last year, and now he goes back to the Leagues. I'm a little surprised by that just because um, it didn't feel very Thundery, like this organization, to bring a guy over, have him quarantine, have him go through all the obstacles of, you know, last year and get into last year's flow of things for a 10 game sample size. Uh, But he is 26 years old. His, his play style is very old school. Uh, He is playing pretty well in the Olympics right now, but still it's a very old school style of basketball that just obviously didn't fit with the um, timeline, so to say. And then he's an easy target to open up a roster spot that you already need. I mean, you already have 17 players right now and we're only in day one of free agency. So it makes sense. It was just a little surprising. Nonetheless, that goes back overseas. Now, Aaron Wiggins, this weekend, of course, the 55th overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, he signs a two-way contract. Now, this means that it takes up one of your two-way contract slots. You only get two of them. Uh, Now, he can play in 50 NBA games before needing to be converted to the actual NBA roster. Uh, He can also go back and forth from the Blue to the Thunder at any time, which will be very helpful for him in a normal G League season now. And also, remember, They changed the rules last year. So unlike Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins can actually practice with the team without those days counting against that 50-day mark. So big deal for him. Uh, The Thunder are looking to continue their streak of consecutive uh, two-way contracts converted. You had a run of Deontay Burton. You had Lou Dort. I'm probably going to miss some, but you had Burton, Lou Dort, Moses Brown, Charlie Brown Jr. Like You had so many uh, converted two-way deals in recent memory that, we'll see if Aaron Wiggins can can, uh, can contribute to that success story as well. Uh, so that was a big deal. Now, you see Vit on this roster, or at least hear Vitt on this roster. The reason being is that due to the CBA, and this is why our good friend friends did not get picked up, uh, is because teams cannot terminate your overseas contract and then put you on a two-way deal or put you in the G League. So by that logic, given that we know that the Thunder have terminated his overseas contract, we do not know his NBA contract status, but given that we know that fact that they've terminated his contract overseas, we know now because of the CBA that he has to be on the actual Thunder roster with an actual NBA contract. So that's why you see him on the board. Now, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has not signed a contract yet. Uh, There's no no remnants of a contract yet for him. I would expect it to be a deal that's structured just like a late first round pick. And then throughout that contract, you have non-guarantees, You have opt-out dates. You have different things that the Thunder can get out of for his contract. But he will be, I think, on an actual roster spot in an actual uh, NBA contract because you don't trade two high second-round picks for this guy and then put him on a two-way deal or something like that. So I think they'll be back on on an actual NBA roster spot uh, this offseason. Now, Kimball Walker's contract was once scary. It was once thought of as an unmovable contract and going to be taken on into this new uh, Thunder rehab program. It has not taken long for the Thunder to rehab his contract, apparently, because... Right now, it feels as though a trade of Kimber Walker this offseason is almost guaranteed. It feels inevitable that Kimber Walker will be traded before the season starts. So you should watch out for that as well as we progress here. SGA's contract, of course, he is going to sign his extension with the Thunder this offseason. The earliest the Thunder can offer him a deal and talk to him about a deal is going to be tonight at 11 p.m. So unlike free agency, that starts at 5 o'clock. You can, you can talk with free agents at 5 o'clock. You cannot talk with Shea and offer him a deal until 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. tonight, August 2nd. So if you do not see the Shea contract, which you won't, at 5.01 p.m., don't freak out. It's still coming. They just can't do it till 11, and we'll see him accept it pretty shortly after that, I would imagine, and then he'll actually sign it, pen to paper, uh, about August 6th is whenever you can actually sign it. You can verbally agree and have it put out there that you agree by Woj and other reporters uh, here at the 11th hour tonight. And then last contract note, Derek Favors, who they th- traded for right after the draft, he was taken into, we believe, this is just, again, a guess, he was taken into that Delino Gallinari trade exception. So that's why uh, you're not going to have that exception anymore. you trade traded him into that $10 million exception, and now you have him on the roster for basically nothing, uh, which, of course, you needed to given the fact that you didn't get anything, you didn't give anything back to Utah or match salaries in that aspect. So you've taken them into that Gallinari TPE. And then remember Charlie Brown, Jr. Charlie Brown, Jr. Is on that contract. That's fully non-guaranteed. So they can, they can waive him at no cost at any moment. And I would expect that to happen pretty quickly. Again, you can carry 20 guys in the off season. So depending on how trades work out, how free agency works out, you might carry him into training camp and into summer league and things like that. But Push comes to shove. He's a very, very, very easy uh, candidate to move off this roster uh, at no expense or no cost or no penalty to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So what other names are not there? Of course, Mike Muscala is an unrestricted free agent. Tony Bradley did not receive a qualifying offer. So his qualifying offer of 5.2 was not given to him. Therefore, he's an unrestricted free agent. It's unclear about Jalen Horde right now. I'm going to assume that he's an RFA, he's a restricted free agent, but we don't know for sure if they've offered him a qualifying offer yet. We do know for sure that they did offer Josh Hall and Sue Mikhailuk a restricted free agent offer, the qualifying offer, making them restricted free agents. So what does that mean? With the qualifying offer, for Sfi, it does nothing except for it makes him a restricted free agent. He's not going to sign an offer that's one year, $2 million. The reason being is that he can get $2 million per year almost on any team in the entire NBA. So he has no incentive to sign that qualifying offer. Um, So he'll be a restricted free agent, and he can go sign with any team he wants to. He can go sign with any team. Now, when he puts pen to paper, the Thunder have the opportunity to match that contract. What that would mean is that he can no longer play for that team. He plays for the Thunder still, but on the exact contract that the other team offered him. And that's where you get into areas where a team can overpay a guy that you very much value and you have to give him that money because you value him, but you did not want to give him that much money, and so the team gets messed over. Uh, that, of course, is matching the deal. So what I imagine will happen is that the Thunder will let Svi test the market. They'll let him sign with somebody else. Like, they will not sign him. They'll let somebody else sign him. They'll see what the market price is for him, and then they'll evaluate if they want to match that or not. Uh, I think that you'll see the first you ex- you'll see the first contract for Svi be with another team and not the Thunder. And then the Thunder can decide, should we match this or not? With Josh Hall, I'm very interested to see how that storyline unfolds this offseason because you only have one two-way spot left. Now, I really like Josh Hall. I hope that he's back on a two-way contract. I think he's a very good player. I think that he can be that kind of diamond in the rough two-way deal, uh, but he was just hurt last year and did not get to show it. So we'll see where that progresses with Josh Hall. Jalen Horde, a free agent who is very much close friends with Aaron Wiggins. They went to high school in the same area, the same hometown. Um, I think they went to different high schools, but in the same exact hometown. And they've been friends for a very, 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 very long time. Whenever Wiggins came to his uh, workout in Oklahoma City this, this season, uh, this off season for the pre-draft process, they immediately hooked up and went out to dinner, uh, Horde and Wiggins. So they're very close friends. We'll see if they can bring back Horde and kind of let those two play together in some capacity. Uh, But I would expect Bradley is gone. I would expect that, Muscala might be gone, but Muscala of course is a very interesting candidate because he'll be on that minimum deal to where the Thunder can bring him back very easily. I'm just not sure how the market will unfold for Mike Muscala, but that's the free agents and that's the roster. Now coming up, we're going to talk about the targets for the Thunder that they've been linked to also speculate on some other targets that could be fun and then trade targets as well. So free agency targets, trade targets, all that fun stuff all coming up on the locked on Thunder podcast, on the locked on podcast network, your teams every day. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to, go to builtbar.com. use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order. They have nine delicious flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and of course, German chocolate. So check all those out right now. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. I think that's the best flavor available. I love anything cookies and cream because guess what folks It's a protein bar, but it does taste like a candy bar. So it tastes like a candy bar cookies and cream bar. It's amazing. Um, but if you don't want to believe me, that's okay. I get it. But order a mixed box, which you should do whenever you order that mixed box, you get two of every flavor. So two of each flavor, try all the flavors out with those two mixed box flavors, and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Again, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. They're amazing flavor, amazingly tasting, and all healthy. It's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's so cool. BuiltBar.com from a code 15, 15% off of your next order.
2: Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter it's at Rylan underscore R-Y-L-A-N underscore s t i l-a s you can follow the show on twitter at lothunderpod and email the show lowthunderpodjum.com if you want to you can even call into the show for 05362 7128 now let's see what the thunder can do this offseason so firstly we've talked about the free agents we've talked about the roster what players are most likely not going to be here next year so on the roster right now i would expect that charlie brown junior is gone right like again they might carry him into training camp whatever uh, because of the 20 number, right, the 20 roster spot number right now. Uh, but he's the easiest target to move off of, and it's just a, a casualty of needing a roster spot. I'd expect him to be gone. Uh, Kimball Walker, again, it's it feels as though it's inevitable that he's dealt this offseason. I'd expect him to be gone as well. And then you get to Ty Jerome, who I love a lot. I think that Ty Jerome's a very, very good player, a very high-level contributor. Uh, I think he's going to be a very prioritized bench piece for a contending team. And once you get to that contending spot, it can be very helpful for you. However, he's a good sweetener for a contending team in a trade. And also, he's coming up on that payday as as a 24-year-old. So we'll see how the Thunder prioritize that in terms of do they really want to pay Ted Jerome or should they move on from him now before having to make that decision of losing him for nothing. So that's something to watch for moving forward. So a lot of you have been kind of wondering about the roster construction. You know, oh, they have so many guards. Again, the breakdown is eight guards, seven forwards, and one center. Of course, Isaiah Roby can kind of slide down to that center spot as Mark likes to do. Basley can play that small ball five. Kenny Hustle can play that small ball five. And then JRE can also play that small ball five. But nonetheless, uh, it's not that big of a disparity. Again, you mentioned that Charlie Brown Jr. is going to be gone at seven guards now. And then Kemba gets traded, and let's say they trade him with it for another guard. That's down to six guards now. So, like, this easily clears itself up. Shea, of course, is a big guard that can play multiple positions. Giddy is 6'9", so, like, he can play any position he wants to play outside of center. Uh, Maldon can play off-ball some. We saw him thrive in that capacity last year whenever he said the floor. Shea, Lou Dort can play off ball, obviously, primarily. And then you have Trey Mann is like the guy that's kind of shoehorned into um, guard, you know, point guard, shooting guard. Uh, and then even Ty Jerome can kind of slide down a little bit to the three, but I'd rather have him play the guard position as well. So you have two players who are, well, let's say three players who are shoehorned into actually playing guard, Tao, Trey, and Ty. And then in a pinch, you can put Ludor at the three, and then you can comfortably, comfortably play Giddy and SGA at the three. So like, uh, there's no such thing as too many guards. That's what this team is wanting to do. Whenever you hear this team talk about how they want to play positionless basketball, it's not just a buzzword. They, they've been constructing this roster, and whenever this roster is fully formed, it'll be a team that can pretty much all, one through 17 on the roster spots, can ball handle, can play make, and can do a ton of things. So that's why you're getting these lengthy... Uh, these lengthy players who are, while Josh Giddey is classified as a guard, he's 6'9". Shea is classified as a guard. Uh, he's a very tall fellow that can play one through three. Like, And he has played one through three in his NBA career. It's so like, it's not exactly the traditional guard, just because they have a G by their name, that a lot of people would have their kind of worries alleviated if they realized the play style that these guys play with. Now, what should the Thunder do coming up? We talked about the players likely to go, Brown Jr., Jerome, Walker, and... The is currently on the roster for the free agency period. I would expect them to bring back Josh Hall in some capacity, and I would expect them to match Skumakov's contract. But we'll see if that actually does happen. Other than that, it's heads or tails if they come back. Of course, I think that Bradley's no in no way, shape, or form coming back. There's no. I don't think that there's a way or a path to re-sign Tony Bradley. Uh, I don't think that. I, I don't think that you can make a real strong prediction on Horde, of course, or Muscala. So we'll see what happens with Muscala moving forward. He's the name to watch, really, in all of this, and Jalen Hoard, of course, too. I think that you could see a very fun summer league situation where Horde and Hall are kind of playing for that 2nd to a spot, and like they're kind of competing with each other to see who can come out of that with that spot. Now, who should the Thunder target? Let's first talk about who they've been linked to, who they've actually been linked to. There's reports about them liking Lori Markadon from the Bulls, from them liking Zach Collins from the Portland Trailblazers, and then Spencer and Dinwiddie. Look, it's incredibly hard to talk about this Thunder offseason because, honestly, nobody knows the plan. I'm sure Sam Presti knows the plan, but nobody else knows the plan. I would hope Sam Presti knows the plan, but I I certainly don't, and I don't think that anybody does. That's not in that room Uh, because there are too many people linking Spencer Dinwiddie to Oklahoma City for it to be false. There are too many sources, including Bobby Marks of ESPN. So I think that somebody's caught wind of the fact that the Thunder are prepared to offer Spencer Dinwiddie a big contract. And to me, that's not what I would expect to happen a month ago, right? And so if that's the case, sure, you can sell yourself on... Yeah, you sign him, but then you automatically trade him at the deadline. Well, put it like this. To sign him to that big deal and to trade him at the deadline, you're hoping that he is awesome. You're hoping he's close to that borderline all-star caliber that he once was at. That's what you're hoping for. If he reaches that goal for you, next to Shea, next to Dort, next to these players with Mark who's been a phenomenal coach so far, that is not a bottom-of-the-barrel team that you want to be. That's a team that's at worst what you were last year. I think that that's a team that's improved from last year before the deadline, whenever you had a Horford and you had Hill. I think that that team is two or three games out of the play-in at the deadline. And at that point, you're playing with that same fire you played with last year where it's a race to the bottom, it's a sprint to the bottom, and you've got to start hurrying down there. And you're probably not going to make it. You're going to play the fire and get burned if you sign Spencer Denry and still want to tank. So that leads you to believe, hey, maybe they don't want to tank this year. Maybe the plan's not to lose this year. And at that point, they have the capital in the draft, they have the capital in the salary gap to make this a fun playoff caliber team. But when you say these things out loud, it nothing makes sense, right? So if, if they signed Dinwiddie, it no longer makes sense that they're going to try to tank and try to better their draft position. But if they only signed Dinwiddie and not sign anybody else or trade for anybody else and improve this team in any other way, then it makes them a middling team that Sam Presti has publicly said he does not want to be. He's publicly said he does not want to be that kind of middling ball club. It just doesn't make sense to me why they're linked to Spencer Nidwoody. I'm not saying that the reports are false or that these reporters are wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. And it leads me to believe that we don't know the plan. The plan could be to start chipping away this year. But your pick this year is lottery protected. So you are also incentivized to be in the lottery. That's why at every turn, nothing makes sense. And going back to last year before Shea's injury... That was not a team that was trying to lose a ton of games, or at least not doing it very well. And so that's why I say that nobody really knows the plan, because no matter what you say out loud, nothing makes a ton of sense. Nothing adds up. And so we'll be stuck in the precarious position of sitting back, waiting and watching, and watching this team try to define who they're going to be. Last year, they did that post-All-Star break. When will they do it this year? One way or the other. But signing Spencer Dinway does not make any sense at all. But it sounds like something that they're prepared to do. Prepared to offer him, at least. We'll see if he actually signs the deal. But prepared to offer him, at least. Fascinating stuff here. We'll talk about more of it on the other side. But first, I want to tell you right now, about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing. You can bet on that action over at betonline.ag. Listen, folks. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC, MMA action. Before the next, pitch it over to BetOnline on your laptop and mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and touch information. So do not send the signs anymore. This is your chance right now to get into the game as teams prepare for their playoff runs. Get into the game right now. Head over to the website where you can use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. online, your online sportbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit, betonline.ag, promo code locked on 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit, online. your online sport quick experts.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. And let's talk more about these targets. So we've talked about Spencer Dinwiddie. Doesn't make a ton of sense. I'm not saying that they're wrong because, of course, Bobby Marks and uh, Jake Fisher and those who have reported this are pretty credible, uh, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. Laurie Markerton, though, does make a ton of sense. Laurie Markerton would represent a reclamation project who does not, does not really change the needle in terms of wins and losses, but um, if you get it right, as you have without Horford and with, uh, with Chris Paul, if you unlock something in this game or, re, or revitalize something in this game, then this is a, re- a reclamation project that you can actually benefit from, that you don't have to trade away. Because as you resurge Chris Paul's career, you had to trade him. You just did. You promised me to trade him. That was the agreement going into it. He did his job. You did your job. It was time to move on from him. Without Horford, does not fit to keep him around. That's why he sent him home, and he wanted to go home and everything else with that mutual decision, and then you traded him away in the offseason. With Kimball Walker. You have no plans of keeping him long term. In fact, again, I don't think it will play a minute for the Thunder this year, uh, or at all. So you trade him before that. With Laurie Marketing though, while he does need a reclamation project for himself, um, if the Thunder get this right, they can have him long term, and he can just ease on into the core for nothing. It'll cost pennies on the dollar to get Laurie Marketing right now, uh, and if you if you can return you know kind of return his career to what we thought his career could be as a former top ten pick, uh, then all of a sudden. That's just a feather in your cap moving forward. That's just a a, a, a um, staple of your young core now moving forward. So I like that target a lot. And then Zach Collins. I'm not in love with Zach Collins. He's hurt a ton. Uh, but again, that injury history makes it so he's a very obtainable contract. He's not a restricted free agent, so the, the Blazers cannot match the deal. they will get a low-level deal. You bring him in, and you see if you can find a way to manage his injuries and manage his load, uh, and allow him to kind of play very well. Because whenever he's, he is healthy, he plays well, but that's just a rarity for him. Now, who are some targets that I would go after? Not teams that, not targets who are linked to the Thunder at all, but who I would go after. Um, these targets would be Malik Monk, who the uh, Hornets. The Hornets made a weird decision and not making him a restrictive free agent, so they do not have the right to refuse any contract that he is g- is given or match it. Uh, so I've got from Malik Monk. I like this. I like this game a lot. Max John Collins, but I think it's a waste of time due to Atlanta matching anything. I think that they're going to be silly not to match anything, so they're going to match it, and then you have kind of just a wasted time period here by maxing John Collins. And then Jared Allen, again, Cleveland sounds like they're not going to let him get out of Cleveland, so there's kind of a waste of time there to, match, to kind of throw an offer at him. A UFA I really like is Isaac Bonga. He did not get a ton of playing time last year or at all through his career, but in the spurts he did play, he was very good. I want to see him get more of opportunity, more of minute's with the Thunder and him be signed with the Thunder this off season. And then the last one for me of like targets I would want, since we don't know the plan and we don't know what the world's going on in Oklahoma city right now, or what the idea is for the Thunder or what the direction is for the Thunder. We don't know what the plan is. Why not have fun and just throw an offer at Gary Jr. Just, just throw Gary's Jr. An offer. Let's see what happens. Toronto probably matches it, but still uh, he's a fun bucket getter next to Shea. And <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. Again, this is kind of a silly one, but who knows what's happening with Oklahoma city right now. Now trade targets. These are the two that we've seen linked to Oklahoma City already. Colin Sexton, who you know that I love that fit more than most people do. We had a whole podcast about that with Richard Saiman last week. And DeAndre Jordan. Of course, DeAndre Jordan would be at a salary dump that would help facilitate something else for Brooklyn. You'd get assumedly paid handsomely for this salary dump a couple of first round picks. However, they'd likely come from Brooklyn, who's going to be picking in the late 20s right, for the foreseeable future, at least for the next couple of years, whenever these picks can be imagined to be conveyed. So, eh, I don't like that at all because there's no value in DeAndre Jordan. There's no upside. No matter how good you think that Mark is, and I think he's great. No matter how good you think that Sam Presti is, I think he's great. No matter how good you think this culture and organization are, and I think it's great. Nothing you can do can save DeAndre Jordan. He's, he's washed. He's done. He's kaput. got putt, he's, he's awful. There's no culture. There's no coach. There's no team that can save the Andrew Jordan. So him being a salary dump gives you zero return on investment besides the initial trade, which will be a couple late first round picks from Brooklyn. It's up to you what you value that as. I personally do not value that as a salary dump candidate. I'd rather use that that, that cap space for somebody else, for a trade, for a free agency target, for something else. I wanted to end the show with Russ going to LA. We briefly touched on that last week, but again, he's going to LA. Great homecoming, very happy for him. They instantly become one of the most Fascinating teams in the NBA. You have Russ, you have LeBron, you have AD. The spacing is a problem, I think, obviously. Um, I, I do think that there's an kind of unwritten problem here that hasn't been spoken out loud too much about if LeBron wants to go back to the four and AD to the five, which has been discussed, if that does happen and they and they make those moves to those new positions, obviously Russ is the point guard. And if they play that way for 82 games, that's great. But that would mean that you're either, A, going to go into the playoffs and have the ball out of LeBron James' hands more, being in Russ's hands, or, B, going to the playoffs and switch your entire scheme and have Russ play off ball an area he struggled in. Now, maybe things will be different with LeBron. LeBron makes his teammates better, uh, so it could be great for Russ to play off ball with LeBron. uh, But still, very interesting is the word that I would use for this team. Um, I think that they can be good. I hope that Russ gets a ring. It's very interesting, though, to watch this team play. Now on tomorrow's show, barring anything crazy with the frequency and the and the trades, we will do winners and losers of the NBA draft, whose draft I loved the most, whose draft hated the most, and everyone that's in between that, two spectrums. And then, of course, keep up with frequency throughout the week and much more, including a chat this week with Richard Stamen where we recap the draft class and talk about how the Thunder got better or what value they missed or what value they hit on, as well as some very special guests along the way. So we'll be sure to tune in, lock in to Locked On Thunder your team's every day. So next time be good and be good to one another.
2: What a, perfect ending <laughs> to a historic day. Hey prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.